In today's episode, Dr. Cashy talks more about stress stuff. And this time, he picks apart the term stress itself, tracing its origins to a fascinating historical goof from Hungary. Dr. Cashy talks about some of the confusion between its translation from physics to biology and some implications for how we talk about it, which does affect what we do about it. Roll the intro! Hello, and welcome to <sighs> Coffee with Cashy. I'm your host, Dr. Trevor Cashy. <sighs> the three biggest things that stress people out. Words! I mean, that probably is the biggest thing. Now, an astute TKN Kickstarter challenger, Christy, asked a seemingly innocent and benign question during the lesson on the science behind stress's influence on sickness, misery, and fatness. Uh, so the previous lesson chronologically. And Christy asked, so what is stress anyway? And in annoying Dr. Cashy fashion, he responded, what is stress? Well, it's the result of a stressor. Or something like that, okay? The, what is stress the result of a stressor? Okay, a lot of help, right? <laughs> this lesson rectifies just what the heck stress means at least Dr. Cashy, okay, so that you can have a greater operational understanding of how and why TKN does what it does, right? How TKN does it and the implications of TKN's SRO model, stimulus response outcome model, okay? Stress was actually a mistranslation of Dr. Hans, Hans or Hans Selye's pioneering science on the endocrine system from Hungarian, I think, to English. Now, as the legend goes, he had he known English a bit better before the science was translated, he would have changed the term stress to strain. Okay, you'll learn why in a moment. The term stress was, I think, mostly on account of physics being the dominating hard science during the time of his work in the 1920s and then gaining steam in the 50s. The stress, especially in the context of a stress response, the mistranslation, caused confusion because in physics, stress is a stimulus. Stress causes strain, the response, okay? In biology, Strain is the stimulus, and stress is the response. <laughs> you put stress on a physical object and strain it because of the stress. You strain a biological organism, and then it stresses because of the strain. Okay? So, for example, okay, a stressed object, such as the bending of a stick, has measurable levels of strain. Okay, you can measure the, the strain, right? A physically strained or straining biological organism will have measurable levels of stress as a biological response to that strain, okay? What's bright? So the red mark for me scratching myself with a stick. Tough with the, the light, okay, there you go. See that? That is a stress response, okay? This is the original source of confusion. <laughs> You see this confusion coming out later in this lesson in the way people use stress in everyday language. 
drawing upon historical precedent, therefore, and in, consistent, in some consistency with Selye's original notion, the term stress is used within these lessons and other lessons to refer to a physiological reaction or biological response regardless of the source, okay? The term stressor, therefore, refers to the stimulus that serves to engender the stress response. Okay, stress, stress is a continuous term, okay? Stress is a continuous term representing nervous arousal, so like the excited nervous system, above what is considered the homeostatic baseline or homeostasis, right? So there is an exciting event that gets the attention of the nervous system. It is now stimulated and the stress stressor starts to become stressing, all right? Stress, therefore, is the outcome of a stress response. Stress is the outcome of a stress response, which is the result of a stressor interpreted by a stress E, thus putting the stress E into a state of distress or eustress. Distress or eustress, okay? Eustress is adaptive. Distress is pathological. Loosely, you consider these things good or bad, okay? One makes you stronger and one breaks you down. Eustress is adaptive stress. You will become stronger. Distress is pathological stress. It is deteriorating, okay? Stress puts a person on either side of these continuums and bodily health and performance, okay, are great indicators of just where a person is on that stress continuum, okay? Because there is a good amount of stress. That is kind of the point. So a little behind the scenes here, if you pay close attention to TCAN's SRO model and its usage of frustration tolerance and resilience, then you can see the Selyean influence to embrace stress and use that stress as a way to make yourself better. In other words, doing things on purpose and with purpose so that you can attain and adapt to a state of eustress, to a state of adaptive eustress, to become stronger, more resilient, more tolerant. Okay, fast forward to present day, stress as a term has since been perverted and bastardized the world over. Stress as a biological status represents a broad but highly conserved physiological milieu, which in biochemistry means the animal's biological environment, all the little gibbly gabblies and doobly doobies, okay? Simplified, animals make big and complicated changes when they are stressed but they all seem to make the same sort of big and complicated changes. And these big, complicated, same changes can come from a huge variety of environmental and or psychological stimuli. Stress, as an everyday word, seems to be a generic term people use to describe their currently perceived sensitivity to life's frustrations. Do 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 do. Karen, I'm so stressed. Do do do. Now, a stressed out person, a stressed out person is more likely to be overwhelmed and is thus more likely to be sensitive on a relative scale to any perceived frustration, a frustrating stimulus, and respond to that frustrating stimulus impulsively because of it, increasing their chances of a destructive outcome at O, becoming its own stressor.
or frustrating stimulus, okay? Think about it this way. A person feeling stressed and overwhelmed is in essence this close to giving themselves permission to do something dumb because they can't stand it anymore or some other generic equivalent of give upness. <laughs> Beware, here is where things get spicy. <laughs> Given two things, one, the etiology of stressors, where they come from, is discrete, like they're singular events. And two, the acute nature, quick onset and or short duration of the stress response, since they are singular things <clears throat> and the stress response is essentially short-lived, this means that you can reasonably state chronic and long-lasting distress, chronic and long-lasting pathological stress, okay, leading to the fatness, the misery, the sickness, organ damage, right? Another general miserableness is therefore of psychogenic origin, okay? Practically speaking, these are short-term self-induced psychological stressors strung along in a chain-like fashion, making the appearance of a long-term stressor. In English, people will continuously, creatively, and foolishly find or fabricate reasons to stress themselves out. Typically, people do this by obsessively ruminating over three things. Okay, now we're at the title, the three biggest things, okay? The three things are what should have happened in the past, what must happen right now, and what they need to happen in the future or else. Shoulds, musts, need tos. Creating laws of physics. Reading minds, exaggerating, okay? What should have happened in the past, what must happen right now, and what needs to happen in the future. Those are the three biggest things that stress people out. A human is uniquely skilled in that a human can, one, stress themselves out by thinking dumb stuff and convincing themselves it is true over and over. Two, at the same time, convince themselves that something else is making them stressed. Number three, grant themselves permission because of that conviction to do dumb stuff. And four, in a state of tragic irony, cite the results of their self-destructive behavior as proof that their lives are stress-filled, miserable, and overwhelming. This, along with the previous lesson on stress, misery, illness, and fatness, is the psychophysiological bedrock of TKN's SRO model, okay? So what started as a Kickstart Challenger seemingly benign, a TKN Kickstart Challenger Christy, her seemingly benign question of just what is stress anyway is actually a hilariously complicated question with its roots in poorly translated Hungarian science, which somehow nearly 100 years later got perverted into people complaining about how sensitive they are to life's daily hassles. This previous lesson, you know, this one uses the term stress in a semi-technical way, the Selyian way, where the fully technical way would be in the context of Newtonian mechanics, right? Stressing, okay. In conclusion, this is why TKN adopted and typically uses the term frustration, okay? Thank you for learning. <laughs> Stay rational. Until next time. Want to continue having coffee with Dr. Kashi? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It is very much appreciated. Thank you, and see you next week. Dr. Kashi is out. <laughs>